I really have no idea what I'm doing. We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. It's time for Bible Time on Uplifting and Empowering Fulcrum Radio. Now here's Phil with our latest Bible Time. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Bible Time. I really have no what I no idea what I'm doing, nor can I say it. The reason is I'm going to take this Bible right here. It is a New King James Version Bible, and I'm going to open it up, and wherever it lands, that's where I'm going to talk, just to see what the Lord is leading us to talk about tonight. So the winner, the winner is Ezekiel chapter 16, beginning with verse 44. Let's see what the Lord has in store for us. Indeed, indeed, everyone who quotes Proverbs will use this proverb against you. Like mother, like daughter, you are your mother's daughter. Loathing husband and children, you are the sister of your sisters who loathe their husbands and children. Your mother was a Hittite and your father an Amorite. Your elder sister is Samaria who dwells with her daughters to the north of you and your younger sister who dwells to the south of you is Sodom and her daughters. You do not walk in their ways nor act according to their abominations. But as if that were too little, you became more corrupt than they in all your ways. As I live, says the Lord God, neither your sister Sodom nor her daughters have done as you and your daughters have done. Look, this was the inquiry of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had a bride, a fullness of food, daughter and bride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. Samaria did not commit half of your sins, but you have multiplied your abominations more than they. And I have justified your sisters by all the abominations which you have done. Well, that's a very interesting little place to start. Thank you for that, Lord. Um, I've read this before. I truly don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I do have an inclination. The Lord, this is the thing. This is not to show off. This is not to say, hey, look what Phil can do. He can open up the Bible and start preaching on it. That's not what this is all about. This is to show you that you can open the Bible to any place and start talking, and you can ask the Lord to help you understand. Now, knowing a little bit about Ezekiel, I know that we're talking about Israel. We're talking about the nation of Israel. And he says, indeed, everyone who quotes Proverbs will use this proverb against you, like mother, like daughter. So he's talking um, about, I believe he's talking about Jerusalem here, actually. And he's Yes, he's talking about Jerusalem here. Okay, this is making more sense. So this is the way the Lord will lead you when you do this kind of study. You sit there and you let the Lord speak. Try to stay away from Google. Let God speak to you. You can read it over and over and over again. You know, there, you, you can you just let God lead you in what you are to say. So we're talking about Jerusalem here. And it, it, the caption here says, More wicked than Samaria and Sodom. Now, we know Sodom from Sodom and Gomorrah in the book of Genesis, but Samaria 
was the, the area to the north of Jerusalem and where the mother in this um, proverb, in this saying, is Israel. Because Jerusalem is like a subset of Israel. Jerusalem is primarily where the Judah had populated and the half-tribe of Benjamin had populated the area and the surrounding area in Judea. And they became known as the Southern Kingdom. And in this time, this is after the Civil War in Israel, the ten tribes to the north were separated from the two tribes to the south, including Jerusalem. So the mother being all of Israel, excuse me, and then Jerusalem being the daughter. So like mother, like daughter. People will learn from their parents. Uh, a couple weeks ago on Uplift, Chad McLeish and I talked about generational curses. And one of the things is we learn from what our parents have done. So what God is saying here, he's pretty much telling them they're pretty wicked. He's very upset. They've done very wicked things. You who judged your sisters bear your own shame also, because the sins which you committed were more abominable than theirs. They are more righteous than you. Yes, be disgraced and bear your own shame, because you justified your sisters. Whoa. So all these tribes that God took away at the hands of Assyria, he's now telling Jerusalem, you justified them because of their sins and you made it seem okay. And no, you can't do that. When I bring back their capti captives, the captives of Sodom and her daughters and the captives of Samaria and her daughters, then I will also bring back the captives of your captivity among them that you may bear your own shame and be disgraced by all that you did. When you comforted them, when your sister Sodom and her daughters returned to their former state, and Samaria and her daughters returned to their former state, then you and your daughters will return to your former state. So he's telling them that they are going to come back. Okay? The book of Ezekiel is, is pretty symbolic prophecy. He, God uses a lot of symbolism in here. But one thing that is really sticking out to me, and I have to admit, I'm kind of trying to avoid saying this, but I know God led me here for a reason, okay? And so I'm just going to bring it out, and I'm going to tell you right up front, if I offend you, well, I'm sorry. But what happens in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament, or anywhere in the Bible, it can happen again. It happens typically on a smaller scale, and then it'll happen on a large scale, and sometimes on a grand scale. What happened here on this small scale is God's talking to a, a nation, an area, a group of people who have become so sinful that he's going to punish them. He's going to teach them a lesson. He's going to lead them into captivity. He's breaking apart what they've created because they haven't looked to him. And that's happened in the past after biblical times. We know it as the Reformation. The Reformation was God's way of saying, look, I don't like where this church is going. They're blaspheming me. They're changing things. They're, I don't like where it's going. I'm going to break my people off to start something new. And now I believe in this day and age, God, just, God is saying, look, I don't like what these Protestants have done. I'm going to grab my people. I'm going to break them off. And I'm going to, in a sense here, lead them into captivity. Now, not captivity as in slavery, but into a something different, an area they don't know. So I believe God is taking a lot of people and leading them out of the building, 
out of the church institution. And I'm not going to call out denominations here, but they all have problems. And they all preach the Lord Jesus Christ, but they all have problems. And there are going to be people who are going to stay. They're going to, they were born in the church, they were raised in the church, they're going to die in the church. And that's okay. I'm not here to say that's wrong. That's okay. But God is stirring in the hearts, especially among young people, younger than me, who he's stirring in their hearts because he has put in us the desire to know him. And in this desire to know him, he's stirring in their hearts to say, come and do something new. See, I am making something new. I don't have any idea what it looks like. These people in Jerusalem at this time, they had no idea that they were going to be carried off to Babylon. Okay, They had no idea. They thought they were pretty strong and they weren't going to be conquered. The people, I shouldn't say people, the churches, the denominations believe they're pretty strong. They've been around for 500 years. They're strong. they got a lot of tradition. they got a lot of piety, a lot of doctrine. They're not going anywhere. So saith them. But what saith the Lord? Our churches are already dwindling. I'm seeing them close all the time. I drove by a church I used to preach at, and I saw a for sale sign in front of it. And it broke my heart to see that church had closed. I wasn't the pastor there. I preached there for a couple years, though. But God is doing new things, and we need to embrace these new things and be accepting these new things. And we're people who are listening or watching right now, we're on, they're groundbreakers for this new thing. Embrace it. The process may take a while. We may not see what it fully looks like, but neither did Martin Luther see what happened 500 years later. But we're getting there. And God is doing it if we allow him to do it. And like sister, like mother, the mother, we could say, is the Catholic Church. The sister or the daughter, we could say, would be the Protestant Church. And the sisters are all the denominations. And now the daughters are having children. And we don't like what the mother and the daughters before us have done. So new things are coming. You may say, oh, this guy's a crazy zealot. He's, he's starting a cult. No, I'm not. I can barely spell cult. <laughs> what God is doing is starting something new. I didn't say this. The Lord has said this. I don't know what it is, but I'm doing my part to get the message out. I'm doing my part to show you that we can. he's making all things new. So I'm not saying join me or come join my movement. I'm not going to make you drink Kool-Aid. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying... Take it to the Lord. Ask him, what are you doing, Lord? What's new? Well, how can I be involved? I'm not telling you to leave your church. Don't go tell your pastor, Phil said to leave the church. I didn't say that. I said embrace what God's doing. He's doing a new thing. And let's be a part of it. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you again all real soon. And God bless. You've just listened to Bible Time. New episodes come out every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Thanks for listening.